In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning. The first day. Then God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth, across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. Excellent, thank you, Esther. So we're beginning a new season, maybe a new season, a new series in October, and we're going to be exploring a little bit about God's creation. We're going to be thinking about environmental issues. Um, I'm wearing green. Uh, we're going to be thinking around these uh, kind of issues. Now, uh, for some of you, some of us. Um, it's like very exciting. It's like your favourite topic. You love talking about the environment. You, you are so excited because tonight in Dudley, it, what do you do? You put out your recycling, don't you, on a Sunday night? It's very exciting. And, uh, and you're wired that way. Others, others, others of us are thinking, is James, are we now going to glue ourselves to Dudley High Street? And, uh, you know, are we all joining Extinction Rebellion? And, and there'll be a whole kind of different range, if you're like me, of kind of different views and responses to when we're uh, thinking about this. So we're going to explore explore this over the next four weeks and we're going to keep it simple, straightforward and we, what we really want to be able to do is help us kind of connect us a bit more to God's earth. So uh, I grew up in two places, not at the same time, but um, one was a little village in Hampshire and one was London, you may have heard of London, and uh, I grew up in this little village of Hampshire and um, throughout my childhood, there is the kind of, it was very rural, there was more, it was, it was kind of more sheep than people. And so I would, as a kid growing up, my friend Sim, not that you know him, uh, but it helps to know it's true if I say his name, uh, kept sheep in his back garden. That's kind of what, what you did. And um, that, that's what he did. We got to name them. It's very exciting. Uh, when a new little lamb came. They never live very long, those lambs, though. But anyway, but they, uh, that, that was Sim in his back garden. And then uh, I also got to work on a sheep farm. So I, when I was a little kid, I used to work on a little sheep farm. And one of the, um, I know it's also romantic now, becoming shepherd and all that. And, uh, but what I used to do is I used to feed the orphan lambs. That was my job. So if you don't know how to do it, I can tell you right now. You just stick a bottle in their mouth. 
and uh, he's just uh, likes going on over there. He's sick of ourselves. And uh, and I used to help when when orphan lambs were born and they they weren't breathing. Um, you'd resuscitate them. The way you'd resuscitate them is you would just swing them like a lasso in the air. And I used to love that as a kid, just doing all sorts of you know <laughs> movements. Anyway, so you get the idea. Then um, I also went to church. So I grew up with these kind of sheep and some humans and kind of fields and creation and nature. And I even remember as a kid walking home from school and seeing all these kind of green spaces around them. I remember saying to my mate Sim, uh, you know, I was about seven at the time, one day they're going to build on all of these and ruin it, aren't they? And uh, lo and behold, they did actually. And some of you are old enough to remember David Bellamy. David, is that how you say his surname? Yeah, yeah, he even came and protested. You know, we were well connected down there. Um, but I remember, remember having that heartbreak of thinking, we're gonna destroy what is naturally beautiful. Just as a kid, you notice that with kids, they pick those things up. Something is beautiful, but we've got the capacity as humans to destroy it. Then, uh, then the other thing I used to do in my life when I was a kid is that I went to church. Some of you do that as well. I went to church. In church, I learned about really important things. I learned about how sinful I was. It's always a good thing to know. I learned how God was angry. You know, he loved me occasionally. And, and you know, it's a very conservative church. And I learned that sermons, uh, to be really effective, have to be very long. We don't do long sermons here. You'll be relieved to know. And uh, that would be, you know, that, they're the things I learned. And what I learned from church in my early years was the important thing was me and God, me and the church and the people who go to church and the unsaved that's everyone who didn't agree with us okay or people didn't go to church really you know they were the three important things then I'd learn that that's really important then I'd go home and work with some sheep and uh, you know we had a stream running through our garden and I'd used to play in the stream and make dams and all these sorts of things but at church I learned about the important things and at home I learned about the lesser things you know like fields and like the future of the earth and grass and things like that and there is a distinction between what you were learning in church and actually what you were experiencing. When I went to church, I never heard about fields and rivers and green spaces and how important they are. I, I never heard about actually um, where I drink my coffee from and how it got there is really important. I just heard about the important things in church, about Isaiah the prophet, you know, and all those sorts of things. I didn't learn about the importance of recycling. I didn't learn the importance of just walking and not always using your car. Because in church, we're learning about the important things. You see where I'm getting at here? It's actually, the really important things are some of the stuff in church, but it was the stuff I was learning outside of church. In other words, the church that I grew up with, they had loads and loads of strengths, so don't, don't get me wrong. But it had a very narrow story of what it meant to follow Christ. It was really narrow. It was really about getting your relationship with God sorted, Trying to get on with the people you sit next to on a Sunday, and that's a big ask, isn't it? You know that feeling, you know. And, and, uh, and how you're going to get people who don't go to church to come to church, that was it. But what I was starting to realize is that story is quite narrow, really. It's good, some good content in it, but it's a bit narrow. And what I was learning, as it were, outside of the church is that God's written another book. He's written the Bible. It's a classic. It stood the test of time. But there's another book that's been written that most theologians throughout history call the book of nature. That there's something wonderful about creation and the earth and the trees and the grass, if you've got a garden, and the, and the little wasps, even though we don't like them, and the bees and all those sorts of things. There's something wonderful about that that reflects something of God our creator. And rather than kind of thinking, those things don't matter, 
doesn't matter where I get my coffee from. It doesn't matter if I... I can't be bothered to do that last bit of plastic milk bottle, you know, and put it out. For, it doesn't... Actually, starting to widen our story. Do you understand? Widen our story. Making more space for God's story to encompass all of creation, not just kind of what we think are the kind of important bits. So that's the kind of the journey uh, I was on. I was trying to kind of, since then, be widening my story. So actually, it really matters about whether we care about God's creation. It really kind of impacts. Then fast forward, oh gosh, 40 years. I don't know how old I am now. 40 years and a couple of weeks ago, and I take uh, two of my kids to a climate protest. Okay, so in Birmingham, after school on a Friday, you know, Greta, there's all these kind of strikes on a Friday. Now they're doing them after school. Uh, so we zip up to Birmingham and uh, we go on a climate uh, pro. I don't. I just think I've got an hour without my kids. I'm going to have a coffee and read. Uh, but there, you know, to, I'm really committed to this stuff. Uh, there, it, it was a youth protest. And I know I look young, but uh, so um, they're there. Pro- and it was incredible to watch. There's all these teenagers, all all wearing clothes which apparently are fashionable as well now and uh, they're all there and they're all protesting and uh, one or two of them have, the, have one colour hair most of them are, you know have, have piercings everywhere and tattoos everywhere and it's incredible the energy around it was wonderful and they went on a little march down Birmingham High Street chanting and Atty was there and where my kid wears they were kind of chanting away and um, I was reading uh, about it all uh, and uh, at, and, and listening to the speeches, and those speeches, so I kind of uh, kind of hung around. I didn't want to get, you know, I hung around on the edge just to listen to the speeches, and it kind of reminded me of Christianity, my uh, youth days. You know, that, that people were so committed and passionate. And what I was learning is this generation coming up after us, if I can say so. This is the issue. This is the issue. This is what it's about. It, the proof of the pudding of churches. Does it care for the environment? Not does it care for. For them, not that does it care for kind of lost souls in inverted commas, but does it care for our lost world? Does it care about whether we recycle? Does it care about what cups we use after church? Does it care about what um, little kind of recyclable pots we eat our cakes out of? All those sorts of things. That's what that generation is looking for. So their story has widened, and our job is to help them and help others to see it's part of our story, God's care of creation. So that's the kind of first thing I just want to say before we to help us kind of place ourselves a little bit and introduce ourselves into this story. The other thing just to note is this, if you're kind of unsure about uh, some of this, uh, is this, is that for most of church history, there are so many kind of like, you know, like spiritual people who, when you meet them, they just look spiritual, like, you know, Felucio, that sort of thing. They're just kind of oozing the calmness and the presence of Christ, you know, and um, you just, <laughs> just lap it up, <laughs> you know, they have that kind of vibe. Most people throughout history who are kind of like spiritual heroes, like Julian of Norwich, and she was incredible, St. Francis of Assisi, who we celebrate on Monday, it's his feast day, and, and all these sorts of characters, and Benedict and so on. Most of them, if not all of them, learnt from nature. They read, yeah, kind of the, the Holy Bible, but they read nature and they learnt from it and they would listen to it and God was speaking to them through it. God would speak to Francis through the animals. God would speak to him about seasons and times of year and things like that. There was something that was part of their spirituality. From about the 1800s, we've pushed that out and it's all been rational. It's all been about kind of God and me and what's important. And we forgot that part of our calling is to care for God's creation. 
You know, the start of the Bible begins with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It begins with creation. The end of the Bible ends with a new creation and a new heaven. The whole of the story is framed in God's creation. So that's what we're going to be hanging around uh, for October um, uh, for uh, next, next month. But last thing I want to just say is this, as well as widen our stories, is simply this. This month is all, is, in terms of a little of the teaching bit, is going to be about just what small steps we can take. You know, what I find scary is fundamentalists. Do you, do you, know, do you know what I mean by that? Who, who, who are not just like in Christian, but any, you know, who kind of just, you, you feel like they believe, what they believe is absolutely right and can't go wrong. And uh, it's, they just scare me, really. I just, how can you be so certain about that, you know, and everything? And uh, I just want a cup of tea now. And uh, that, and what we don't want it to be is feel like when you're coming here in October, you've joined Extinction Rebellion, and uh, it's going to be that kind of way. What I think really we all need to be thinking about and processing is what small steps, really small steps, can we do to help care for God's creation? Just small steps. You don't, we're not going to stick ourselves to the high street. What small steps oh, do we need to do? Do we just need to put that annoying bit of cardboard in the recycling a bit more? Do we need to chuck that plastic milk bottle for those who use them in that? Do we need to think, actually, I'll buy a glass bottle because that's easy, more recyclable than plastic? Do we need to just little think about, actually, am I going to go for the fair trade coffee? Or, those sorts of things, it's the small steps. But that all happens if we fall in love with God's creation. Not if we think it's a means to an end, but we realise we're part of it. We are dependent upon it. Someone said, Brother Sam, who came here uh, just before the pandemic actually, um, said most of our life depends on the six inches of soil beneath our feet. That's where all the nutrients is. And if we keep, you know, getting rid of that, we're going to lose our sense of, we're not, you know, we won't survive much longer. So what are the small steps that we can do to help love and attend, become aware of creation? So it might be as simple as just when you're having a cup of tea in the morning, if you've got a garden, just, why don't, I mean, I know it's a bit cold, but, you know, look at the garden, you, you know, or appreciate something about it, or just doing that kind of recycling when you think you ought to, or just becoming a bit more aware of kind of God's creation. If you live in Dudley, then we are so blessed with Wren's Nest and, so, and Saltwell and so many places we can just visit and enjoy, and maybe God will speak to you through that. So let's widen our stories so kind of creation isn't pushed out of the way, but it's part of our creation. And then let's just think all a little bit about some of our small steps.